This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. And for some of us, June marked the end of an era, especially for my next guest, Maitri Ramakrishnan. She's the star of Netflix's smash teen dramedy, Never Have I Ever, which had its series finale this month. The show was remarkable in large part because of Maitri. It's the rare teen show that featured a Sri Lankan Canadian as its lead. Today, I'm revisiting my conversation with Maitri from last fall, where we get into how to imagine yourself doing something when no one else like you has done it before, some advice on how to deal with haters, and proudly flying your nerd flag. And spoiler, Maitri has no shame in being authentically herself. I'm not secretly obsessed with a lot. I feel like I'm just outwardly (laughs) obsessed with things. And it's like either you're with it or you're not. Like, I vibe. I like to just do all the things that I do. I love cosplaying. So that's really fun. But I've, I've started posting about, like, my cosplays and stuff on the social medias. Yeah, you get a big response from about those like on on Instagram for sure. They're so fun. Why wouldn't it? You know, why wouldn't it get a big <laughs> response? It's so much fun. It's interesting to me that you're so into cosplay because people are dressing up in these really elaborate costumes as fictional characters. And a lot of people do that, I think, because they want to pretend to be someone else for a little while. But like that is already your job. Yeah. So I wonder what is it about cosplay that appeals to you? I'm just obsessed with my job. <laughs> No, uh, I feel like the characters that I like to, like, play, whether it's, like, Princess Peach or, like, mm. video game characters like Lisa from Genshin Impact, it's just, like, characters that, like, maybe traditionally don't look like me, but, like, yeah. I still think are dope, and I'm like, I like this character, and I just want to dress up as this character, you know? Kind of jumping off of the Princess Peach idea, mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier that some of the characters that you dress up as can be read as white characters or assumed to be white, like Princess Peach or Sailor Moon um, or Liza. What kind of reaction have you gotten for being a Sri Lankan woman dressing up as these characters from other people? I mean, I know my fans that like Never Have I Ever or just, you know, like me as a person, Mm -hmm. they don't really give a (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're doing this character. Why not? Why can't you? Who cares? It's a costume, it's cosplay, it's fun. Nothing about Princess Peach has to be white. Right. Like a princess that gets captured almost every single video game that she's in, except for Super Princess Peach for the DS, you know, which is a great game. <laughs> yeah. And I love yeah. that game to death. Played it all the time as a kid. But that's her character. That's her personality. Nothing about that screams and has to be white, you know? Right. Live, laugh, love. Time for me to be Princess Peach. Yay. I like to think people don't care. And for people who do care, I don't care. They also probably have pro- they probably have other problems. <laughs> they probably need to, like, take a bath. <laughs> That'd be a good start. That they need to just start. chill. And, I mean, I mean, we can have this whole conversation and talk about, like, what's, you know, taking on characters that you can take on and then what's, like, cultural appropriation. But the thing is, mm-hmm. there's no cultural appropriation in me dressing up as... Princess frickin' Peach. Yeah. That is just a video game character that is 
truly so surface level, you know? And fictional. Like, she gets captured by, like, mm-hmm. a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Like, her friends are lizards and dinosaurs and, like— It's so fictional. Mushrooms. Exactly. Like, and my thing is, like, as long as everything's coming from a place of respect, mm. that's what matters as, like, a first and foremost thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I see many a times white people take on characters of color. That happens. Yeah. And also, it's not like they don't have many to choose from in the first place, you know? Most of them they have to choose from. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't have a Nintendo brown girl to pick from, you know? Like, in the Super Mario world, I don't. I'm... And I don't want to dress up as freaking Birdo. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to be Birdo. It's it's interesting. Like it seems like that that conversation, or even like a an aspect of that conversation, is happening across so many of the biggest franchises, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. All of those projects have a legacy of ultra white casts, and some of those properties, things have been changing more recently, like with Star Wars. But overwhelmingly, that's the case. And and these shows have been. F- facing backlash from some audiences for having more diverse casts. And I wonder, like, for you, being someone who reimagines characters, you know, not just in cosplay, like, soon you're going to be playing the character of Lizzie Bennet, like, literally Lizzie Bennet from Pride and Prejudice in the Netherfield Girls for Netflix. How do you react to that backlash? First of all, social media is so skewed. Let's, like, first acknowledge that. Now, for me, I like to personally think that those people that are like, uh... Why is Little Mermaid black? This shouldn't happen. Oh, Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. And I hate that, like, people have been calling it controversy. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's stop headlining this as controversy. There's no controversy. I'm so sorry. This is just hating and trolling. Mm. Because she is doing nothing controversial by taking on a fictional freaking mermaid. There is nothing controversial about that. Mm. I like to think... It's just that Mm -hmm. those negative people, those people that need to take a bath, are really (laughs) loud and obnoxious. I mean, my dream role is Rapunzel. There's Like, that is my dream role as a brown girl that has had her grandma put coconut oil in her hair since she was, like, a child. You know? Like, that role, that's my dream. I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to get that dream and achieve that. I'm not going to let some random troll on social media, tell me, uh, Rapunzel's actually of German origin, so it technically does not make sense to the film. Uh, South Asian people exist in Germany. Just a fun fact. I have cousins in Germany. Let me introduce you to them. Thank you and mm. good night. You know, I don't... I, that, that, this was a, a big rant. I'm so sorry. but this No, is, don't apologize. My... No, this is good. I wonder, though, you bring up haters, and I wonder, like, how do you, how do you deal with them? <laughs> it's hard it's so hard i think like the haters that like really get to me are the ones that like truly have no rhyme or reason Mm. like the ones that truly are just like oh she's so annoying like those comments really suck because like i want to know like why (laughs) like what is it about me that is annoying tell me and i realize the times i like let those guys get to me is when i'm not keeping in touch with who I am and now suddenly I think I'm annoying and now suddenly I don't want to you know nerd out about things on social media and suddenly I want to say oh I actually don't want to do any more interviews right now you want to shrink you want to shrink and that sucks I freaking hate that feeling how to deal with it 
you just have to stay, stay so in touch with yourself. Whether that's by the kind reminder of friends and families assuring you of mm. who that person is. Like, the people who do know you. You know, the people like my brother who has had to deal with me since I was alive. <laughs> Getting that, like, those reassurances from, like, external places. But it really mm-hmm. needs to come from, like, the internal of just you, you know? That's, like, yeah. that's the most effective way to be, like, you don't know me. Screw you, hater706. I don't know why we, why that's their Twitter handle in my mind, but right now it is. At Twitter handle hater706, if you're listening, I recommend sticking around. My treat is coming for your thrillers, your fantasy epics, your cool action car chase. Get in, hater. We're going for a ride. After a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Maitri Ramakrishnan, you are best known for your role as Devi Vishwakumar in Netflix's teen hit dramedy, Never Have I Ever. And I have to say, this series was so special to me because I love teen dramas. And the genre is mostly sidelined people of color as supporting characters, but you're the lead. Like, and part of the reason why I and so many other grown women of color, like all my friends, like I'm talking like, girl, you got fans (laughs) in their 30s and 40s, know that. We love your show because it feels like something we never got to have when we were teens. But you're a bit younger than me, and you grew up with a slightly different media landscape than I did. So I wonder, like, before you were cast in this role as Davey on Never Have I Ever, did you ever think a show like yours would exist? I think think only after Never Have I Ever came out and I would be asked, like, when did you see yourself on screen? That was when I realized I didn't see myself on screen because I would say, like, oh, I actually don't have someone because I always looked up to, like, Harry Potter's Hermione Granger. That was my character, you know? Yeah. I realized how normalized I was to the fact that I didn't have a character like me. Mm -hmm. I realized that I was just like, yeah, I'm okay seeing myself in just Hermione and Mm -hmm. all of these white characters or just even... Other characters of color, sure, but, like, not necessarily South Asian. And it would probably be, like, that one tokenized, like, black character that would 
probably be a caricature or sidekick of some sort. Mm -hmm. And to me, that wasn't the character I wanted to be. I didn't want to be the sidekick. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one that had to, like, just be the funny, off to the side, come in every few scenes. I wanted to be, like, the Mm -hmm. main hero, you know? Which is what you are now. And and that's—it's hard for me to, like— Look at Never Have I Ever and be like, yeah, I feel represented because it's just like my face. And I'm like, ooh, that's like a lot. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like, it's wild. But I do think we are heading in a good direction. Now that filming Never Have I Ever has ended, you know, you're looking to what's next. And so, you know, you mentioned playing Rapunzel, which I think is a fantastic idea. And I... <laughs> I don't have, like, studio money, but anything I could do to contribute, <laughs> let me know. I did not spend so many days in my room as a kid doing all the different hobbies that I did and not going out and playing with my, like, friends on the street mm-hmm. to be told that, like, Rapunzel can't be a brown woman. There's no way. No okay. way. No, no. We, brown girls, we, we know what it's like to have all the hobbies because you need to <laughs> occupy your time. You are trapped in your room, and that's how it's going to be. So buckle up, partner, and get a hobby, or two, or three. And you might as well start on the chores and sweep till the damn floors are clean. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this sounds a lot like my black American household. I can relate. (laughs) It sounds a lot like my parents' rules. Um, But even beyond Rapunzel, like, like, what is your wildest dream of a role that you can see yourself playing? Man, I thought Rapunzel was pretty wild. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm with it. I'm that, already. That's I'm with truly you. the I'm dream. But I would like, in my ideal world, whenever I like die, <laughs> um, and my career is like done, I hope like by the end of it all, I can like look back and like see a bunch of different characters, of a bunch of different personalities in a bunch of different genres. Like, mm-hmm. I want to find my like thriller movie. Mm-hmm. I want to find yes. like my epic fantasy. I want to find my cool action car chase sequence. I want a car chase sequence, man. I do. Look, we're we're overdue for a speed remake. I'm seeing you driving the bus. I'm seeing you driving the bus. <laughs> Dude, give me the <laughs> bus. No, but like, I just want to take up all the different genres so that one day people can say Maitre Ramakrishnan can do it all. You know? And then mm. therefore, a brown girl has a place you know in it all because i don't want to diminish my light because people are like oh you can't take up space in this genre like there's no place for you here Mm -hmm. hopefully other brown girls rise up too but i also want to make sure that i also get to play roles so that we all can just keep acting i'm not gonna stop acting just to make room for somebody else, because that's where they get you. This myth that there can only be one. And one that, person, yeah. That, exactly. I got Never Have I Ever, and I'm not, I'm I'm not going to diminish how much success Never Have I Ever has gotten, but that was just my breakout role. Just my breakout role. It just means I did a damn good job at my first job. I'm going to do a damn good job at my second, too. That was Maitri Ramakrishnan, star of Netflix's Never Have I Ever, which just wrapped its fourth and final season. This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose, Jessica Mendoza. Our editor is Jessica Placek. Engineering support came from Patrick Murray. 
Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of programming is Yolanda Sanguini. Our senior VP of programming is Anya Grundman. All right. That's all for this episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.